Hi, this is Carrie Garcia from Fat Girl Hedonist, and today we're going to be talking everything TikTok, and you're listening to us on the eBlog Talk podcast. Clarity is a powerful tool that allows you to organize, optimize, and update your blog content for maximum growth. My food blog, Pip and Ebby, has nearly 1,000 posts. I have learned so much about constructing an incredible, valuable blog post since I began my blog in 2010. It should go without saying that my older blog posts are not quite as solid as my current blog posts. Some of my older content is missing nutrition information, alt text, internal links, no follow links, video, and some are missing all of the above. Clarity allows me to easily identify those posts that need those elements, create projects to make sure that the updates are made, and track how those updates impact my traffic. I already have great recipes. Clarity helps me add the frosting that takes those posts from great to outstanding. If you are interested in checking out Clarity, head to clarity.com forward slash eat blog talk to sign up for the waitlist and take advantage of their $25 a month forever plan. Go to clarity.com forward slash eat blog talk or check out the resources page on eblogtalk.com forward slash resources. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 325. Today, I have Carrie Garcia with me. She is going to talk to us all about TikTok and why she believes creators need to be on it. Carrie Garcia is a healthcare worker turned full-time content creator. She began blogging in 2010 as a hobby for a hectic nine-to-five inpatient mental health. It started as just checking out local restaurants and in the last five years shifted to sharing Latin-inspired recipes. Carrie focused on social media and gained a great following. Since COVID, working in a hospital has burnt her out, so Carrie took the plunge to turn a fulfilling hobby into a full-time job. Carrie, it is so wonderful to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm kind of like excited for our chat, but a little hesitant because I shared with you I've been hesitant about TikTok, but I think you're going to maybe push me over the edge today. So we'll see how it goes. Yes. yes. I, I'm hoping I get to push you over that ledge. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. We'll reconvene at the end of the episode and assess. Okay. <laughs> but first, do you have a fun fact to share with us? So a little fun fact and tying it into our topic today. I grew on TikTok the same following I have on Instagram in only a year and a half. And that Instagram following took me 10 years to grow. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, 10 years to grow it on Instagram in a year and a half. I surpassed the following I have on Instagram on TikTok. So that's a little fun fact and something to kind of mull over as you think about that ledge. Right. Yes. And that is so interesting. My Instagram account, so I've been food blogging the same time, amount of time that you have. So I started in 2010. And I mean, I love my account. I'm proud of it, but it's really ridiculous how slow it's grown. And every time I look at my page, I'm like, I can't even believe how long it took me to get. I have 3,000 followers on Instagram and that's that's crazy. And I know that TikTok on TikTok, you can grow so much faster. So we're going to dive into that today, how and why and all of that. So I guess we could start there. Like, 
how easy is it to grow right now and go viral on TikTok? That's the thing. So it's 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 funny because the the videos you put the most work into, and you think, okay, this one, this one's gonna go just mega viral because it's so great and so beautiful. Those are the ones that tank. <laughs> the ones that do well, <laughs> and the ones that I've seen have gone viral for me are the ones that are just not really thought out. Like it's just you know just a very quick little something. And you just kind of throw it out just to throw it out because it looked funny or it was a funny audio. And then those will be the ones that go viral. What I've seen for TikTok is, you know, how Instagram, it's all about the aesthetic and it, the pictures have to be beautiful and it has to be, you know, your feed has to be fully curated. The complete opposite is true on TikTok. I like hearing yeah. that. TikTok is, it. they want accessibility. The less polished, the better. And And it's funny because like I've gotten to a point where a lot of the content on my TikTok will never see the light of day on Instagram because it's not, mm-hmm. you know, polished enough. And a lot of the videos that have gone viral for me on TikTok will also never see the light of day on my Instagram. So it's really interesting. It, it's a completely different platform and also a very different audience. You know, you're you're looking at you're dealing with more Gen Z on TikTok. It's a younger crowd. Sometimes I have a lot of like teenagers commenting on my stuff, but it is a, a, a very different crowd with different wants and needs. So it's something to kind of take into account. So what is the key? I, you talked about not having polished content, which I think that is great. That's music to my ears because that is a hang up for me on Instagram. I don't want to be polished. I don't want to take the time to make sure everything looks like quote perfect So aside from that, what is the key to growing on TikTok? So first I would start by kind of figuring out what kind of niche you want to be. If you want to, and when I say niche, I mean not just like the type of content, but the audio in TikTok is also very important, which I'm sure is something you'll be able to appreciate, you know, hosting a podcast. The audio is sometimes the most important part, whether you want to do your own voiceover of explaining a meal or you want to use like funny, quirky audios that are trending. And what I've gotten into lately, and it allows me to post like longer videos, is actually using podcast audios. That'll allow me, because the the audio itself will keep the the viewer there listening to the story while they watch my, my recipe. So I can post like a full minute video. They're listening to a story and watching my food. And I can, and and those will go viral as well. So you kind of want to first figure out what kind of videos you want to do, what kind of audios you want to use, and then give yourself a schedule. Like to start, if you can, you know, I like to look at TikTok as kind of like your Instagram stories. You might post on your feed once or twice, but your stories you'll post more frequently. And same for TikTok. You want to post a little bit more frequently. So maybe like two or three times a week and kind of get yourself into a schedule. And those have been kind of like my key like things. So I've, I've gotten myself to a point where I'm posting maybe like a couple times a week. I'm posting these longer like Reddit or podcast audios. So I it'll give me a full minute to share a longer video. And then because of how my blog started, it started with restaurant reviews and then I've shifted over to recipes. I do a mix of recipes and restaurants. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Wow. Your Instagram account, I just looked it up 
you have so many followers. <laughs> That's crazy. I am just, I was like, wait, am I missing? Did I add a four there? But no, there's so many. Okay, it's a little side note. So how many followers do you have on TikTok? I have 157,000. Oh my gosh, Carrie. Wow. A year and a half, honestly. I also do social media management. And I have a client that I took her on in January of this year, 2022. Uh, when I took her on, she had only 200 followers. That's it. She has, I think, 73,000 followers as of this morning. Wow. She probably has more because she has a couple of videos that are viral. So, and that's just doing the same thing. We kind of figured out her niche. She wants to do cooking videos. We're going to do just a quick intro to the dish and then just music. And then we have a schedule of three posts a week. And that's what's been working for her. Yeah, she's up to 73,000 followers right now in just a matter of like four or five months. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So it can work. It does work. Yeah. And then I have a question about your, you mentioned like you put podcast audio on. Is that from podcasts that you go on and then you have the audio for it? No. So there are a couple people that they will actually record. So now on TikTok, you can post up to 10 minute audio videos. So there are people that have that kind of, they record their podcast and then they post it to TikTok. Oh. So you can you you can use other people's like the audio and other people's posts as a the audio for your video. Oh, so you you take something that inspires you from somewhere else and then you post it in your account. I'll, I'll use it as the audio on my on my gotcha. TikTok. Okay, but it's it's from another an already existing post on TikTok. So there's like, there's one podcast, it's called Two Hot Takes. And they're, the key is also you want to use podcast videos that are viral because it'll kind of help funnel viewers to your page. If the audio is already trending, it'll help you pick up some of their, their viewers. If that okay. makes any sense. I'm trying to strategize with growing my account through eBlog Talk versus my yeah. food blog. So that would probably make sense for me to do something like that. And I have so much audio of my own that I could really take like the top most popular content that I have and repurpose it on TikTok, right? For sure. Yeah. You could totally Yeah, I mean, there's probably so many creative ways I could go about that. Yeah. I just like I would have no idea where to start, but <laughs> I guess maybe start with just looking at what other podcasters are doing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be one idea is to just kind of go on there, look up podcasts that are... So they record their podcast and they record it kind of not live, but they also do like the video portion. So they upload the video component of the podcast to their page. And then you you can find their podcast on everywhere else. And then the, the, the actual video of the podcast on TikTok goes viral something to think about. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is step one for me taking, getting in the door. (laughs) But that like, that sounds really appealing to me because I'm just absolutely loving this part of my business right now. And I think, I don't know, like I've been blogging for so long that I just, I don't know. It's not like it bores me, but I just like food, 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 food for 12 years. And now I'm like, okay, podcast content. This is exciting. This is new. This is fun. This is like learning and growth. And so I can see myself getting into this avenue or this platform through this avenue now. 
Yeah. And I mean, if you do like, so something I also do is, so I'll use like a third party app for the video. And that way I can't, if I decide I can repurpose the video on TikTok and use it for like an Instagram reel and even a YouTube short. So that way, you know, you don't have to do like triple double work. It's just, you use that same video and you can use it on different platforms. Mm. Very interesting. Okay. So for (laughs) food content creators, I mean, I feel like there's so much opportunity to be creative because food is something that everyone loves, not just looking at, but they love hearing about. That's why I'm so into audio and trying to get food bloggers to dig into audio because we love hearing about food and talking about it. So TikTok allows you to both see it and hear about it. And it's so creative. So there's so many ways to dig into that. And food content creators are killing it on TikTok, correct? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest growing like niches on TikTok. And you have anything from like recipes to like checking out local places to like food hacks, like you name it. And there's so many avenues to go into. There's even like behind the scenes, like food photography, like tutorial pages. There's so much that you can go into and kind of explore and figure out your niche. What I will say, like once you pick a niche and like you kind of have a a few posts that do well, you're going to want to stick with that niche. And so that's the kind of the the only downside, unless you're okay with like, if you do a post where it's completely off topic, off brand, as they say, be prepared for that post not to do well. (laughs) Yeah. Because once, once your followers and the algorithm of TikTok knows you for X, Y, Z, if you try to deviate from that, that post will not do well. So, so experiment like, a lot, figure out what TikTok likes you for, and then yeah. just keep doing more of that. Yes, basically. <laughs> and then be like, this is a key point for everything, no matter what you're doing, but just that consistency. So you talked earlier about like figuring out a schedule. So find your niche mm-hmm. within TikTok figure out a schedule, and then just keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely suggest maybe posting two to three times if you can a week. Because again, TikTok, we're looking at short form video. People are just swiping. If you post once a month, you'll be forgotten, you know, by the algorithm and by your followers. Like you kind of want to be constantly in front of their face. So they, one, they know how to interact with your content and you are able to grow faster. If you post, the less you post, the longer it'll take for you to grow. I recently went to a like entrepreneurial style conference and Gary Vaynerchuk was speaking. And if you're on TikTok, I feel like you probably know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. But yeah. he was saying like post two to three times a day on TikTok. And I was like, wait, what? But th- yeah, that was his recommendation. Like, for people who are just really wanting to crush it, he recommended multiple times a day. So when you said two to three times a week, I was like, okay, that sounds way better than two to three times a day. Yeah. So again, you want to look at TikTok as like the Instagram stories. I know I post on my Instagram stories, maybe like 10 times a day. Uh, It'll be pictures, it'll be random stuff. Yeah. But I mean, if you're beginning and you're just kind of dipping your toe into it, I would say two to three times a week. If you've got the time to dedicate multiple posts a day, great. I don't have that kind of time. Right. 
So, and, and that's also why I try to like repurpose the content and use it for a YouTube short or an Instagram reel, because again, I don't have that kind of time, but I, if you're just starting out posting two to three times a week is a good place to start. If you can post more great, but most people I know, like, unless you're only doing TikTok, you don't have that kind of time. So while I kind of do agree with his suggestion, I don't think it's realistic for someone who has, you know, a full life and other things going on in a family, like two to three times a day. If you're like 19 with no family and no job and just, you know, in college, then yeah, of course. But for like a working mom like me, I don't have that kind of time. Right. Yeah. That would stretch me for sure because I feel like this is not something that I could necessarily outsource. Like you could hire someone to strategize with you, right? But Mm -hmm. as far as getting the content up, that's all on us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned like behind the scenes shots, which I think is super smart because people love seeing behind the scenes action, Mm -hmm. food hacks. What about like, you know how on Instagram, just the really short reels that are like a chocolate drizzle or something saucy or like a cheese pull, things like that. Would that go viral on TikTok? It can. Yeah. So those kinds of videos usually fare better with like an audio that is either talking, like there's like one really short audio that comes to mind when you said cheese pull, like you might be popular, but you'll never be as popular as cheese. (laughs) And then with the cheese pull as that audio is going, that would be something that would do really well. So uh, again, the importance of audio on TikTok, you, those kinds of short videos do great, but you have to kind of strategize and pick like the right audio. Oh yeah. That's another question. So if you are doing a voiceover, you don't need to worry about music, but how do we know what music is good to use? I always struggle with this. Yeah. So for the client that I'm working with, that we've grown her page to 70 something thousand, she does a lot of Hispanic food and like like classical Hispanic foods. So we do, she'll do like a quick intro of what the dish is. Today we're making Cuban picadillo, for example. And then we'll we'll start with like a Celia Cruz, who's like a famous Cuban singer and like one of her salsa uh, songs. And so with her, like we like to stick to just like Hispanic, Caribbean, upbeat, salsa, merengue kind of music. It depends on what you want. If you want to do kind of like those like moody elevator style music uh, where it's kind of just very kind of airy and soft, you can do that. I think it's it's more about what you want and not to worry so much about, you know, what to do to fit in. Like I've always been the type to not fit in. Like I just kind of do my own thing. So I would definitely recommend just figuring out what you want to do and what you you want your page to be and not worry so much about the music. Like if you want to do airy, like soft music, go for it. If you want to do like upbeat, merengue, salsa, Caribbean, go for that too. If you want to do like trending songs, those I would be careful with only because like if, and not careful, but like you want to stick to songs that don't have like millions of uses. It'll tell you like how many times like an audio has been used. If you see an audio has been used over like a million times, that audio will probably not do very well for you. Mm. 
you want to use an audio that hasn't been used that much because it because then it's overkill. It won't push you out into the algorithm as much because so many people are using that same audio that they don't want to inundate viewers with the same audio over and over and over, if that makes any sense. Let's take a quick break to talk about SideChef and their new affiliate program. SideChef is a free recipe cooking app that I have been using for the last decade and I love it. It's a meal planner tool and my favorite feature is the possibility to buy the ingredients from my favorite recipes with just one click directly from their app or website. And they have some great news to share. They just launched their affiliate program, which offers you foodie content creators a new way of monetizing your food content by turning all your recipes shoppable. So how does it work? It's simple. You sign up to SideChef's recipe-based affiliate program, upload the recipe ingredients of the recipe you want to promote, and SideChef's online grocery technology will generate you a link that you can add to your webpage, social media posts, or wherever you want. Your fans will click on the link and all the ingredients will be matched to the products available at their local Walmart store. The best part is that you will receive a commission on each successful purchase. One important thing to note about this program is that there is no exclusivity or sharing of your content. You keep the ownership and control. SideChef just makes it easier for anyone to shop your delicious recipes. To learn more about SideChef's affiliate program, go to sidechef.com forward slash affiliate and apply today. Again, go to sidechef.com forward slash affiliate and apply today. Now back to the episode. So really, we shouldn't be overthinking this. Just kind of no. pick something that you like. And I know one of the hangups is that we're talking about food and we try to find music that relates to food, but there's only so many options and it doesn't have to, right? Like you can pick a song that has nothing to do with food. Exactly. Like pick pick whatever you like. I would say, yeah, if you if you are going to do like the music route, pick like kind of a genre that you're comfortable sticking to. So like, I know there's like a couple of people that their, their entire feed is just coffee and they do the very light moody, like elevator style uh, music. And those posts always go viral. So it's not, it's just a matter of, you know, again, picking your niche when it comes to the content style and the audio, the audio goes hand in hand and just kind of being comfortable with kind of sticking in that, in that kind of like little bubble of, of audio. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's helpful. And you mentioned like the fact that you don't necessarily like going the same route that other people are going, which really aligns with me as well. I try to go the other way just because (laughs) I think I've just never liked people saying like, we're going this way. So you come too. I'm like, no, why do I have to do that? It's more of a stubborn thing. But it's also like, I don't know if everyone's going a certain way, I'm not going to be able to stand out. So just doing something different that's going to help you stand out. Does that make sense? Of course. You know, for me, I started off as like just a restaurant blog down here in South Florida. And I remember like people would like, oh, we're all going. There's a few other like restaurant bloggers down here. And they would be like, oh, we're all going to the same restaurant. We're going to write about the same restaurant. (laughs) Wait a second. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, mental note, that's where not to go. So I've always kind of done like, if, if, if most people are going right, I'm going left. And then when I made the jump to recipes, you know, by then I had like, I had like a sizable following on Instagram, maybe like 80,000 followers. So like I had built the bulk of my following on restaurant reviews. So now if you look at my social media, it's 50, 50. (laughs) 
but the, the blog itself is only recipes. I kind of know indexed all my, my restaurant posts. So in that regard, like I'm kind of different. Whereas the restaurant like influencers, they only do restaurants. And then the recipe influencers, they only do recipes where I'm kind of like a mishmash of everything. Yeah. So I've always kind of just done my own thing. And so far it's worked. (laughs) Yeah. And I I can see where TikTok would be an opportunity to kind of start fresh with some things that you want to do, like kind of separating yourself from Instagram, basically, like whatever you've portrayed so far in Instagram, you can start fresh on TikTok and do something entirely different if you want, or maybe take what you've done on Instagram and just give it a twist or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. So on, on TikTok, you know, I do the AMA, the Reddit, the, the podcast audios. You'll never see any of that on my Instagram and a lot of like, just like regular homey stuff that I'm just cooking in the kitchen. Again, it's, it's very different from my Instagram. I think it shows a different side of me compared to Instagram. It is more polished. I'm kind of dipping my toes on Instagram uh, with like the funnier, like audios and stuff, but it's still very different. But one thing I will say growing on Instagram I had a, the, the one client I'm working with that she kind of blew up on Instagram in a couple months as a result, her Instagram has gained like 10,000 followers in the, what I want to say in the last like few months, because that was another little strategy we did for her. So, you know, you do the full recipe, but you can't write out the recipe in the caption. You only get 150 characters in the caption on TikTok. So we would say for the full recipe, check out our Instagram. She has a blog, but she's not really like focused on that right now. She's just trying to grow her social media. So as a result of having directing people over to her Instagram, she's gained 10,000 followers. Wow. A fun little byproduct. Yeah. Which is really interesting because it's kind of helped grow all of her platforms. And I'm seeing that with other creators, these creators that have blown up on TikTok and then all of a sudden their Instagram goes from like 200 followers to like 20,000. So it's also like you, you kind of get to grow your other outlets as well. By default, just because you're focusing on, yeah, that makes sense. I love that. And that's not something we would typically think about. Like for growing TikTok, we're growing TikTok, but you're actually growing other parts of your business too. Yeah. And I mean, even my blog right now, my TikTok is probably the TikTok is my third largest referral source for my blog. Okay. So that's so cool. (laughs) Wow. So you get a lot of traffic from it. Do you make money from TikTok? Like in, I know indirectly from your traffic, obviously, but are there other ways that you make money through TikTok? So outside of sponsored uh, like posts, no. TikTok does offer the creator fund. And it's very similar to the Reels bonus on Instagram. And both of them, my experience has been that they're both garbage because they they kind of woo you in with this, oh, you can make money, but then they hinder your views. If you are on the creator fund, I tried it out on, on TikTok and I was going from like maybe like 15 to 20,000 views per video to like 300, 400 okay. views. Like nobody was seeing my content. And it was because, and then the minute I got out of the creator fund, I had like three posts go viral back to back. So 
for me, my experience was that, you know, TikTok was hindering your views. So I, I opted to not make money in order to grow. Mm. And the same has happened with Instagram. So yeah, those programs are intriguing. I feel like they they make it really attractive to begin and let few people in and then just like shower them with love and favor and all like money. And then once they start letting other people in, they tighten it up and change it. <laughs> Is that right? Is that about right? Yeah, because the Instagram creator fund was okay. When I started, I got invited in January of this year and I made like 500 bucks which isn't bad. And I was like, okay, this, yeah. this isn't, this isn't bad. And then February I made like 400 bucks. And then actually it was the weekend we were at tastemakers because you have to re-enroll every month. It popped up and I've been by mistake hit. No, I, I opted out. I didn't mean to, but within like 24 hours, I had two videos on Instagram that were like over a month old go viral. Like 5.7 million views. Oh my. Crazy. I gained like a few thousand followers just like within like a few days because of this one reel from a month ago that went viral. And then immediately within that next week, I saw all of my views like do be tripled what they were while I was in the fund. So I kind of put two and two together. I'm like, oh, these guys are just like the TikTok, <laughs> the TikTok oh. fund. So and yeah, my views are just so much better outside of those funds because they kind of want to reel you in, but then they kind of give you just enough to keep you in, but then they don't allow your account to grow. So you kind of have to ask yourself what you want. Do you want your audience to grow or are you okay with getting, you know, a couple bucks a month? It's like a dysfunctional relationship. Like here, I'm going to offer yeah. you so much. We're going to have so much fun together. And then once you're in I'm actually not going to let you leave the house or something yeah, like that. Very, very toxic <laughs> and abusive yeah. relationship. And my days of toxic, abusive relationships are over. Right. I think a lot of us are, are way past that and ready to move on to bigger, better things. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. So you do get a, some sponsorships from TikTok. Do you do yeah. a lot of those? So I'm seeing more and more brands are starting to look at TikTok. I've had... So far, I've had like maybe four different sponsored posts where I was approached only for TikTok. They did, they were not interested on my Instagram. They were not interested in anything else. They wanted to post on my TikTok. So I'm, I'm definitely seeing brands taking notice of the value of TikTok and the TikTok audience, you know, especially as Gen Z gets older and they have more of a buying power, brands are just going to focus more and more on that platform for sure. Talk about like how you create your videos. Do you do it just straight on your phone? Do you use certain apps? Like what are the things that go into creating your content on TikTok? Okay, so it's all on my phone. I use an iPhone 13 Pro Max. And if it's a restaurant video, I'm, I'm just holding my phone. That's it. If it's a recipe video at home, I do use an Akron phone stand over like this, I have like my little like photo shoot area in my living room that that's where I, I do my videos. So for either restaurant or home recipes, I use InShot, which is an app on the iOS. And that's where I edit all my videos. And it's a third party app. So when you download the video, you can use it. You can repurpose for Instagram or for uh, YouTube shorts as well, which is nice. Cause then that's, you know, you get three posts out of one video. Mm. 
That's the smartest way to do this, in my opinion. Repurposing is efficient and I'm all about efficiency. So I like if you can do that, then do it. Exactly. So I, I shoot, I edit all my video on InShot. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I try to keep it as easy as possible. I know people that use like the, you know, professional camera, but for TikTok, honestly, it's not, it's not that serious. Yeah. (laughs) Your iPhone will be, you'll be just fine with your iPhone. And even for my client, I shoot all of her content on my iPhone as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So that makes it much more approachable because like that trend that started a few years ago with creating videos for our blogs. And we, a lot of us used like high quality, you know, like really good cameras and high definition. And it was just like this process that was like everything had to be the best quality. So to hear that we don't need the best quality to create content that goes viral is really appealing. Yeah. No, you definitely do not need that kind. No, no, no. I think TikTok is anti, anti all of those things that we as millennials were kind of taught. You need to be successful on Instagram. TikTok is kind of the antithesis of all of that. Mm, I love it. Okay. What are we forgetting, Carrie? Is there anything like as far as what to do to get started? Any little tips you have or reasons why we should get started? Encouragement to dive in because I feel like that window might be closing. It's getting pretty saturated. Yeah. Anything you have to kind of wrap up? So I would say start now start immediately. For me, when I first started, I started at the beginning of the pandemic and I didn't really know how to hold my phone for video. I have done only Instagram. All of my my social media was just photography. I had no idea how to shoot video. So that was a learning curve for me. So the sooner you start just shooting video and you know, the the more you you practice shooting video on your phone, if if you're going to go that way, the faster you'll kind of get the hang of it and get better at it. But definitely start today. It doesn't have to be anything too complicated. I think, I feel like the, the complicated videos do the worst. So just kind of keep it light and breezy. Just start. The, the sooner you start, the sooner you'll, you'll see growth. It, it really only just takes one video doing well. And for the algorithm to kind of get the hang of you pushing out this specific type of content for you to start growing. But yeah, I, I think it's it's just, it's it's not as complicated as it seems. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's, I think that's where it's like we get hung up because it does seem complicated just getting started, but it doesn't have to be. It's like anything else. When we get started, when we dig into that project or whatever it is we're anticipating, it's actually not as bad as we think. So it's probably the same thing. Just do it. Like do a quick and dirty TikTok video today. And I'm actually considering doing this. I can't believe you've encouraged me to do this, but (laughs) I haven't combed my hair today, but I think I'm going to do just maybe put something together about the next interviews I have, just like what my days are like when I am recording podcast interviews and doing something along those lines. Like I don't, I don't comb my hair. It looks so horrible, but I'm willing to show that (laughs) because I think it would be funny. (laughs) A day in the life. Yeah, yeah right. I, those, those do well too. Like it's, it really doesn't have to be that complicated. My, my biggest hurdle was getting the hang of shooting video. I 
had never shot video. I had always just done photography. And so that was my biggest hurdle because I know how to shoot on a Canon. I did great there. But when it came to shooting video, I just even holding it in my hand and getting the right angles, like that was a learning curve for me. But now, that now, now it's all I do. I, I very seldom post just a picture on Instagram even. So yeah, it just, the sooner you start, it's really not that, that hard. Okay. So you've convinced me. I had a feeling you might. So <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate oh, that. So I'm going to follow you the minute we hang up. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. I deleted TikTok off my phone. I need to get it back on. But I'm wondering if I put my account as like my name or Pip and Abby because if I'm going to be doing podcast content, I would maybe want a different name. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to figure that out. But thanks, Carrie. Wow. This was super inspiring. I, yeah. Thank you. This oh, was you great. are so welcome. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and hopefully, you know, and there's other people out there that kind of get inspired too, because it really is like right now, it's such a great place to grow. I feel like, and I tell everyone, even like my clients, the restaurants I'm working with, like, you guys need to be on TikTok. Everybody needs to be on TikTok. Because especially at least down here in South Florida, there are no restaurants. There are, are like not a lot of people on, on TikTok down here other than like a few creators. So it's interesting, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely the place to be right now. All right. Well, we appreciate you and all this knowledge you shared to kind of wrap up. Do you have either a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share with us? So a favorite quote of mine is if you're going through hell, keep going. And that's by Winston Churchill. And applying it to today's conversation. If you're starting with TikTok and you're having a hard time or you're not getting the hang of it, just keep going. You know, the bad times only last so long. And even with getting the hang of a new social media platform, you will get the hang of it. It'll be short-lived no matter what. So yeah. Mm. What great advice. I love that. I love that you chose those words to end on. It wraps up our talk nicely. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Carrie. If anyone wants to go read those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash fat girl hedonist. Tell everyone where they can find you online, on social media. We've talked a little bit about it, but why don't you cover that again? Sure. So you can find me at fatgirlhedonist.com and fatgirlhedonist on TikTok, as well as fatgirlhedonist on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. LinkedIn, I think <laughs> pretty much everywhere uh, you can find me on as Fat Girl Hedonist. Awesome. Yeah. Go check Carrie out. And thank you again so much for being here. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.